This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso. Podcast. I'm your man Graffiti. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? It's Davey on the ones and twos and the threes and foes. How you feeling today, RB? I feel great. You feel great? Yes. All right, brother. I see the shade. You're killing Thanks, man. Cool. I'm giving compliments. I'm, I'm just being nice nowadays. Yeah, you're real nice, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome. How you feeling? I'm chilling, man. I'm... I don't ever ask that. Yeah, I'm you like, know, damn, I appreciate selfish. that. I'm really like, I've been telling you guys, I'm in my zen mode where I'm trying not to get offended by things. Oh, really? I've just been cooling, man. That's great. Yeah. What's going on in the world? I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling to remain zen. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's get some of the sad stuff out the way. Um, Mexico was hit with another earthquake. So make sure that you guys are, if there's any sort of relief efforts that you guys can do as far as donating. Not the Red Cross. Not the Red Cross. Right. We don't, we don't mess with them. But I ended up, so we'll pull up some specifics. But not uh, not the Red Cross, just find some faith-based or like very specific organizations to donate to so that money can get to the correct place yeah. man this hurricane season has been <sighs> stupid yo man prayers to puerto rico straight up prayers to the whole caribbean area mm-hmm. man they just it's crazy they're getting tore up um you can also donate your relief efforts to united for puerto rico.com Word. Travis Scott. Oh. About to have one of them. Does that count as a Kardashian? Travis Scott. Uh, about to have one of them little Kardashianines. Pulled a black china on Kylie Kardashian. <laughs> or Kylie Jenner. Oh, man. I think he, he got hit with the tea. The, the spoon in the tea, bro. No. Because at this point, okay, we get that it's a come up. But there's some other come ups out there, bro. You see what these Kardashians is doing to us. No, that nigga was like, what? Kylie Jenner's cosmetic line is worth how much? Uh, uh, nut. <laughs> Not button. <laughs> no pull out. Um, I don't know, man, because my man's Kanye been getting roasted all weekend for uh, his his dad bod situation. Shout out to uh, Big Ye. <laughs> Leave Big Ye. Alone, Big homie Ye. Y'all gotta understand this dad bod shit is real. It's really a thing. But y'all gonna get off Kanye, man, and his Kardashian come up. I don't know if we gonna call that to come up. Was it come up? Because that nigga walled it out, and then you see Lamar still out here on crack. Yo. Bruce is not dying, a man dying like every month. So what's going on? What's going on with Travis, man? Pray for Travis. <laughs> Pray for Travis. Is it going to be the, uh, a good come up or a super failure or come in? Oh shit, nut. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on before we get to our guest, brother? We'll, we'll save it for later. Okay, because it's about y'all's president. Ah oh, shit, my mind's bro, but. Well, shit, fuck it. Let's get to our guest. Hey. We have a very special guest in the building today. She goes by many monikers. Ooh. Does many things. Talk that shit. But I'm going to introduce her as Miss Rue Black. Hey! hey. I was going to say Johnson. I was going to say Johnson. But people call me Rue Black, like, are you black? It's people who, like, knew me for a really long see, time. See, see. <clears throat> so I put that out there. And yeah. then, before oh, we man. start, I want to say. Oh, gosh. I want to say. We've interviewed Rue before. Yeah. I've interviewed Rue like 12 times. Mm-hmm. And we never released them. Yeah, it was um, yeah, it was loud that so day. so controversial. It was always wild situations. But I want to put that out there publicly. Apologize for that. Because we got you here today. And we're Thank about you. to go in. And we're about to put it out there. And you're going to talk to the people. So talk to them. Yes. Hey, Rue. What's up, Rue? For the people who don't know, let them know. Well, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Um... I go by to those who really know me, Rue Black. My name is Rue Johnson, and I own an entertainment and nightlife creative consulting firm called Rue Black, R-O-U-X Black. And we work with people, places, and things that want to expand their consumer demographic. The short version, we make things cool. Word, word, word. How'd you get into that? <laughs> That's my elevator speech. <laughs> um, 
So a lot of people know me because I started in this community as a writer. Mm. So I was like covering hip hop music and covering artists who were doing things related to the entertainment in the city. And then I found that there was like a huge bridge between the people who were getting covered from a press level and then the people who were doing the things that make our city cool. And I realized that a lot of cats weren't really getting their looks because there was a lot of things that they were missing. And so Rue Black was born of my experience in working with, you know, uh, people who want to take their brand or their idea from A to B and then also filling a need in the city for wanting to elevate the culture of hip-hop. Right. Push up. Push up. Okay, so if I'm an artist up and coming... um, I haven't found my way yet because I'm just one of these young, hungry little nope. guys out here <laughs> lost in the world. And I say, yo, I need Rue Black to help me get out there or whatever that is. What's the process for that? I mean, at this point, it, it used to be that that would be the exact kind of artist that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Someone who, you know, was just kind of scrappy, but they had the talent and they didn't really know what to do. But at right. this point the way that kind of the business model is going is that I'm working specifically with artists especially on a hip hop level who are ready to go and already have a product so really if you come to me I'm like you know I'm the bazooka for the house fly you don't come to me when you just are like well I think that I can rap like you come to me when you're ready to take it to the next level right 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 bazooka for the house fly bazooka for the house fly yo that's crazy yeah that's crazy I said that the other day cause Somebody did something. I was like, yo, you don't want to pull out the bazooka for the house fly. And I was like, yeah. why the fuck did I say that? I was like, that came from Ruth. Ruth says that a lot. <laughs> My brother actually, no, my brother used that as that's his example too. Like, you know, because it can go a couple of ways. You come to me and you're like, I'm ready to blow up. And so it's like, all right, cool. Now you're Kanye West and you have no songs. Or, you know, and that's the idea of taking the bazooka and, you know, you're trying to kill the house fly so you burn the whole house down. Right. That's that example. But then there's other times where you come to me and you're like, you know, I need that bazooka. And so we just put that thing on our shoulder. Blow shit up. So in terms of public relations, uh, what is PR for those who don't know? Because a lot of rappers don't know. Yeah, I think that's a good question because people think that PR a lot of times is like, oh, you just write my press release and you send it out to all these people, and then next thing you know, I'm like in double XL, mm-hmm. or you know, um, you write my press releases and you run my social media. They think that that is like real PR, but PR is actually determining how the public sees what you do and how you relate to the public. Mm-hmm. So. We're not a PR firm. Even though people come to me because they want PR, we do campaign development, which basically means we PR is kind of like a facet of that formula. It's not the Mm -hmm. only thing. You have to pair PR with your marketing and with your, you know, content creation and things like that in order for it to work. So PR is basically like taking on a person's whole movement and determining the messaging and the language that people are going to use about that person or their movement. Straight up, man. Get you some some PR people. Yeah, understand what it is when you reach out about it. Right, understand what it is when you reach out about it. So, what would you say would be some of the top mistakes that artists make when it does come to PR and marketing in the full on campaign? They don't have any content. Mm. That is that's that is the thing. Um, And I realized that because that's how why I'm even in this. Right. Right. So when I was like first writing at Westward or later at the Denver Post or even for my own website, if I interview artists, they have no idea how to talk about themselves. They have nothing to show for who they are and what they do. And they have zero capability of listening to somebody like me telling them to get that shit. Right. Can we curse on this? I know it's. Oh, yeah. We still fuck a lot. (laughs) Wait for it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll get there. (laughs) Yes, go ahead and cuss it up. Um, you said you wrote for Westward, Denver Post. How are those situations? Do you still write for Denver Post? I do. Every now and then I'll freelance something for them, yes. Okay. Yeah. Westward is a nod out, though. No, because that was a long time ago. And you yeah. you both definitely knew me during that time, Word. you know, when I was really, like, new-ish to the city and when I was writing about any and everything just to, like, give a platform. And um, that was... I wrote my last story for Westward in like 2012, in like July of 2012, and I wrote my first story for the Denver Post in like October of 2012. Mm. So, writing at Westward was cool. It was that was where I got to like really 
know people and know the scene and I think that that's where a lot of people who hear the name Rue Johnson that's kind of where so they attach right. it yeah right, right. even if they didn't know I people all the time they are like oh I just know you used to write Westward or right. you know they associate the brand with that um, but it was dope because I got to pretty much do whatever I wanted to do which right. was just write about rap shit where I asked that to ask this um, how do you feel about how do I word this? So nowadays, <laughs> nowadays everybody it seems like everybody's like a blogger or everybody has some type of media outlet. Yet it still feels like there's a void where the West words, you know, you got like Rooster. Shout out to Rooster. There's a lot of platforms, but in the urban culture, like really the culture, it seems to be a big gap. Like nobody's really talking to the people. Would you agree? I no, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And I think that's why when, when you ask me, like, what is PR, it's hard to say that, like, I don't also do PR. Because yeah. it's very important to me that hip-hop artists, R&B artists, progressive artists, experimental artists get, particularly black artists, you know, get covered in these spaces. And when I was writing at Westward, I was writing about everybody, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I don't know... I. I told myself I was going to do my best to fact check the things that I say before I said them because I don't want to have fights after this freaking podcast, right? But I believe that there was nobody else who was writing about, you know, Mr. Midas and DJ K-Tone in the Westward. I'm not even talking about online. Like, Mr. Midas was in the newspaper, Right. right? And this happened on multiple occasions for artists who haven't been written about in those spaces since. Right. And so... I believe that, you know, I was feeling a need. And so, I was feeling a need. Like, that's what I was doing. I was there. I was feeling a need. Right. And then artists who, you know, we struggle. We all say it. Like, they don't, you don't see a lot of hip-hop or enough hip-hop or the proper kinds of hip-hop covered in Westward. And that's because in any professional space, entertainment-wise, if it's hip-hop related, you got to convince them that it's not Amateur Night at the fucking Apollo. Right. Right, right. <laughs> and if you don't have somebody advocating for that, mm-hmm. someone who cares about it, right. you're not going to see it. That's why I'd be so annoyed at the rappers who give me grief. I'm like, you fucking schmucks. I'm every day advocating for this shit, okay? Right. I try to behave myself because they'll still attach who I am to what this community looks like right. on a press level. Eh? And I think uh, Graffiti and I, we see it on Facebook, Twitter, just just social media all day that rappers feel like they're being overlooked. They feel like they're not getting enough credit. Um, why do they? Why do they? Why do you think that they feel that way? And what would be your advice to them? Stop fucking crying. Well, <laughs> that's my first. I mean, that's my first thing to say. But the truth is, they 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 are correct. They're not getting enough credit. They're not getting. Um, you know, enough looks or whatever this goddamn whining is about. It is because for a reason. Um, There are some artists who are dope in the town who aren't getting the looks and they're not going to get the looks. And that's because they don't know how to take direction from people who can guide them towards the proper, like, formula. Right. And I also believe that the reason why a lot of artists have a hard time taking direction is because they haven't done the knowledge around how the music industry works. Obviously, there's things that change, but there are some very specifics for how the music industry works. And if you don't know what those things are, then you're going to whine and fuck him moan on the internet until, you know, next thing you know, they're going to be like, well, tag Rue and see what she thinks about it. (laughs) That's interesting that you say that. Um, That's my favorite thing. I feel like in the hip-hop community, locally in Denver, for the people way out in Bangladesh that listen to this show. We're talking about Denver right now. Um, It's a lot of... I don't know, the term gatekeeper gets tossed around a lot. Um, I guess people feel that there's certain names that you kind of have to associate yourself with or check in with when you're doing certain things in the industry. Do you believe that's true? Yeah, Yeah, I do. I do believe that's true. And, you know... Yes, that is the case. Um, and, and I think that's hard. It's, it's hard for Denver because Denver is really on the come up. And it's not like there's been a million other artists like in New York or Chicago or, you know, Atlanta who you can say, you know, did it without going through the gatekeepers. Even in those cities, they did. Now, if you're asking me, this is a thing that comes up a lot as it relates to gatekeepers. And I believe that my name comes up a lot as it relates to gatekeepers. Um, People think of that as like a negative tone, you know, and so if you're saying like, do I have the power to like see a, uh, 
list of artists on a hip hop bill and be like, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. Right. Shut that down. <laughs> Are you asking, do I have that power? Yes, I do. Right. Um, if I, do I have the power to look at a, you know, a flyer that comes out and talk to a talent buyer or someone who runs a venue and say, mm, I wouldn't book that show. Yes, I do. Right. Um, have I done that before? No, I have not. And that's the truth. Now, there is no one who can say that they have unequivocally heard that I got their show shut down. Right. Okay? But because I exist in this sort of gatekeeper way, then it's just a natural thing to be like, oh, it's possible. But for me, now, on the flip side of that, if you're asking me if I can look at a show and I can call a talent buyer on the phone and say, you should put this guy on that show, yes, I do. Um, If you're asking me if I have been in meetings with talent buyers and promoters and they they directly ask me what they think of something and I advocate on behalf of rappers, sometimes they know, sometimes they don't, absolutely. Work. Cool, cool. Well, that pretty much answered that. <laughs> and they also, gatekeepers, you need gatekeepers, yeah. you know, because we know what we're doing. Right. There's a reason why we exist. You want to be a gatekeeper? Well, the only problem is you didn't want to stand there to learn how to gate work. You just want to fucking schmuck around with your friends. Right, right. Word. And I guess now we're probably gatekeepers, too. Well, and see, that's that's the thing. So I don't like that shit. <laughs> and I'll tell you why I don't like that shit. Because I agree with you, uh, gatekeepers are necessary. But... I had somebody specifically call me a gatekeeper, but, <laughs> and I'm not going to say that nigga's name, because that's going to start a whole nother episode. Oh, and we don't say names over here. Okay, right, good on to know. The Life is Dope podcast. You we don't? don't say no, that's uh, we Actually, we do. I was going to say, I, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I was going to be like, because I'm... Okay. We most definitely say names, but in this case, like, it's one of those, yeah, like, you don't have to. Jay-Z ain't going to respond to everybody type situation. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so when I was called a gatekeeper, it was more like a negative type mm. thing. You know, like, well... You don't fuck with us, or you won't put me on your show. Yada yada yada. Y'all got the power to do it. Just put me on, and people don't really understand the process. And so, like, we look like assholes when we don't want to just put you on. But like, nigga, we putting ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, we're still trying to grow. And I feel like everybody out here, from a you to a Francois, like, as long as we've been doing it, we're still in positions where we have to build ourselves too. And so, when people look at us like gatekeepers, like we could just press magic buttons and shit, like. Sometimes we can, but like you said, like we don't. So. And can I say also, and I know this is like, but I'm not trying to turn into the interviewer, but mm-hmm. you, um, go ahead. okay, yeah, because I'm like, I mean, I have a Nobody response to that, that in so regards to what my thought is on you being a gatekeeper and also you, is that um, the part about being a gatekeeper that most people resent is that they haven't done enough work to get to that point where they can make decisions mm-hmm. that matter, right? Mm-hmm, right? So people know about Life it's is Dope now because... it's <laughs> a bar right there. <laughs> a bar. <laughs> oh my god but like people know about life is dope right but it's right. also like you know they weren't with you shooting at the with the, in the gym back when like all the, the magazines were going on and when you were like all producing cool. and when you were doing all these things that right. allowed you to be immersed in the culture to have a real opinion right so now if they say that like you're a gatekeeper and you should just like quote like put them on or whatever they don't understand the longevity that it took you to like get there right. and so that you can say whether it works or whether it doesn't work right so like I don't know. People think about this idea of being a gatekeeper like there is some kind of like bizarre Illuminati. Like, yeah, some Illuminati. But the <laughs> other thing is like we also been doing this shit. Right. Like nobody just put us in this circle like okay now you're one of us now. Right. It doesn't work like, like that. Like why do you think the podcast is winning? You didn't just wake up yesterday and decide to do this with your homie. Right. 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 Who also is not just someone who decided to show up and do it. Like right. you know. And people don't understand like really what we did we bought mics. We had computers. <laughs> yeah. We bought cameras. We have a space, and we come here every week, every other week. Yeah. That's and it. That's, that's but, all we do. But aside from that, though, like, that's this part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not to get off the interview, mm-hmm. but just kind of got to get this off, too. No, please, yeah. It's, it's the actual grind that goes into what we do, um, because aside from just us sitting at the mic and shit, like, we have to. There's fees for this shit. Mm-hmm. We have to utilize our relationships to book these guests. Talk and, to them. you know, like, when celebrities come in town, like, we got to pack this shit up and be where they are, deal with them. It's more to us just being here on the mic, like, yo, come through. And people don't see that part. And so it's easy to say, okay, you guys are in a space where you could just put me on. But, it's, I mean, it's not that easy. And some people don't deserve just because you have a podcast and you have multiple streams of like availability to, you know, elevate someone's art, including your own. That doesn't mean that everybody deserves it. Right. And that is really where we have to stop. Right. Like we got to stop that shit. Right. And, and consistency is key. Like anything that you do, consistency 
people are going to find you. Mm-hmm. They're right. going to stumble across Absolutely. you and, and be like, oh, this person does this. Mm-hmm. But the moment that you stop being consistent or, you know, you, you miss a week or you miss a workout or you miss, you know, you know, anything that it is that you're trying to achieve, you know, people are going to stop checking for you. Right. Yeah. I agree. Keep moving or fall off. Exactly. <laughs> but in short, it was a time, and it's kind of still like this, where people would be like, you know what? If I want to make it, I have to be on Rue's good side because she will right. fucking kill my career. Yeah. <laughs> I know you've heard that. I mean, that's unfortunate because I don't even have a good side, first of all. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, people who know me know me, like, on a level where you've, like, seen me in the daylight. Maybe you've been to my house, whatever. Like, I'm warm and generous, and, like, that is really actually who I am. But to the world, it's very important that these cats see me as a thug or a bitch or whatever, because we don't know each other. You can't be all in my space. So the the idea that people have to, quote, like, get on my good side or I'll, like, destroy their career, I use my powers for good. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. Any good witch will tell you, we don't do magic on other people. We do magic on ourselves. Right? Right. (laughs) And I don't want power over you i want power over myself and over right. my own environment and over the ability to keep fuck boys out of it now if it so turns out that the majority of the sentiment you move around with is that you are said fuck boy well that means you're not allowed around me and that's right. okay go find someone else to do your thing i don't give a fuck yeah, that makes sense so does um so does artists do they need to be talented anymore and the reason why i ask that is you have uh what's her name bad baby is that how you pronounce out? it? Yeah. I fucked baby. it up too. Yeah, no, I was I'm like, Bahabi. I, I feel know. retarded. But yeah, it's Bad Baby. Definitely uh, some Aramaic sounding name. Yeah. Bahabi. 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 That was problematic. Let's <laughs> uh, Yeah, we'll edit it out. I was going to say to our, you know, our hubby child, we don't want no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we love her. Especially Baby. What? No. Continue. Ding. Uh, so anyway, she recently got signed to Atlantic. And it was really just off of that one song that she had, the These Ho song, which right. did like millions of streams or a million streams. So is it really talent anymore, or is it more so you just have to go viral? I think it's both. I think there are people who are saying that they like that girl's song mm-hmm. and that, you know, whatever it was about it, you know, they enjoyed it. It's, it happens to be, you know, what does Oprah say when, like, luck meets opportunity? Right. Because even if we didn't know her from the Dr. Phil thing, there would have been people who heard that and said they dug it, you right, know? Right. So it just happened to be that she had that, like, yeah spark. I agree. I think it's just a matter of her having that little buzz behind her that people actually heard it, though. Mm, exactly. would have just been floating around on the internet until someone discovered it, mm-hmm. but having that backing behind her for yeah. being a badass, disrespectful kid. Right? She definitely <laughs> is doing it from that cash me outside thing that went right. viral. That's really what gave her the momentum, but... Uh, and now I'm seeing all of these blogs saying, watch out, she's a great, she might be next up, the great rapper. I'm, I'm like, seeing somebody saying she's about to knock Cardi B out of her spot. No. Y'all better stop with that blast. Okay. You, know, you ever disrespect Cardi it's B not gonna in happen. front of me. Yo. <laughs> Say that shit. Oh, hot Cheeto. <laughs> hey man, don't you ever disrespect Cardi B to God? Been trying to tell y'all for years. Goddamn it! Shout Speaking out to Cardi of which, B. let's get Cardi B number one if she ain't number one. Okay, yeah, no, let's she's go, number let's one. Go, let's she's go. number one. She's number one. Well, let's man. keep playing it. We How you feel about? Cardi B and then just women in general in the game right now. No, I I love Cardi B. I actually wrote about her first mixtape like a year and a half ago and you know, I thought it was impressive that she was nasty and raw and unchecked and I think it's dope and it's not polished, you know my feminist friends got shit to say my, you know, my trans friends got shit to say I understand, but um, that woman, it it doesn't matter we can all decide that we hate it and she's still gonna rise because you can't, that's her Right now, she's on the path. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, and I think people also, um, they respect authenticity. Mm-hmm. That she truly is herself, like you said, unpolished. Um, and she doesn't really care. She mm-hmm. just She's just herself. People, right. if you look at like her IG and her Twitter, like her videos are hilarious. Right. She's always talking about... Uh, Giving head and <laughs> shout out to her getting her teeth. I can relate but, that to that. I be talking about giving head all the time. I talk about giving head all the time. I literally was just telling someone how yeah, I'm like the, the dick sucking champion of the entire free universe. Oh, two time champion, actually, two time champion. And you know, <laughs> where do they have the competitions at? Probably about say how do you gauge that? How do we, how do we get tickets? <laughs> Where's that event? Where's the registration? <laughs> Ladies, do y'all know? Like, y'all signing up too? Just out here getting tore out? Oh, jeez. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like right now in this weird ass world we're in, being just you and being authentic is gonna attract people to you because everything is so damn PC, man. You can't mm. say shit. 
Yeah. Careful, man. You sounding like a, a Republican. Sound like Donald Trump over there. Man, don't mm. ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> you look stressed just when we brought that up right now. You killed my whole everything when y'all said that. <laughs> Fuck Donald Trump. But since we own it, politics, Rue Johnson. Well, how do you feel about the climate of America right now? I, I feel the same way you do. I feel exhausted. I feel um, disappointed. I feel frustrated. And at the same time, I feel like fired up and emotional and, you know, proud in a lot of ways and more, you know, I feel ready. Um, I feel like I know who, what my certain, you know, principles are and I know what parts of those I can kind of like sway on and what parts of it I don't. So I know who side I'm on. Donald Trump has always been, you know, you listen to some rap songs, you hear, you know, lots of people talking about Donald Trump from like in the early nineties. Cause of course he's always been around. He's always been controversial and a total fucking racist. I mean, yeah. you stories of his family, you know, throwing people out of their home. I mean, it's just right. It's a lot. It, we're not, I'm not. We're not surprised by what's happening. The thing is now is that we have the internet, right. right? Right. So not only do we have the internet, so we see it more. We have our own ideas about it more. We're able to rabble rouse with the people that we believe have the same ideas as we do. And now it's like the state of the world is becoming more. This is the revolution being like televised. Right. right. How about you, brother? Go ahead. How do you feel about... I'll let you go first. Well, yeah, because mine is going to be a lot shorter. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's like you said, we know who and what Donald Trump is. Um, when it was a realization, like, this guy really might be president, I wasn't surprised because, again, we know who he is. We know what America is. And people may say, well, you know, this is the same America that voted for Barack. Again, there's two sides. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that may have been us, but this is them, and that's really who they are. That's really who he is. So anything he does from this point, I, that's Trump. Like whatever. Of course, he's gonna say or do that type shit. My problem is, what do we do? Because like it's not what is Trump doing? Is what do we do at this point? And that's what gets me fucked up. Because like I don't know. I don't think I can do three more years of this, man. But what do we do? That's what I'm saying. I can't, I can't yeah. do You know what I'm saying? Like, but what do we do? Because, like, if you look at the NFL right now, I know we're going to get into that, but fuck mm-hmm. it, let's get into it. This kneeling and all this shit, like, somebody asked me how do I feel about the boycott, and I'm not on one side or the other with the actual boycott because I see various sides of it, you know, just knowing athletes and just the way we rock. At the end of the day, these men are working. Um, this is how they provide for their family. Millions of dollars or whatever is still a job for a lot of them. These young cats... Some of them just, you know, this is this is all they've ever known. So <clears throat> I don't want to say I want to hurt these guys' money because it's not them. You know what I mean? It's the right. organization. And also when it comes to boycotting the NFL, both sides are now boycotting. So we can't mm, we can't put ourselves in a but situation. But are they, though? And that's where we go back to what do we do? Because, like, even with these kneels and all that, all right, that's cool. There's Now everybody's kneeling, which I feel a certain way about because I want to see you guys kneel. But how about you just don't play? And I know that hurts the soul I, of America. Know, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Because at the end of the day, they're not kneeling for the right reason at this point. Right. They're kneeling for the public eye. Right. And let me explain that. Because nobody kneeled with... Well, not nobody. But the majority did not kneel with Colin. Right. They're kneeling against Trump. Right. Agreed. Yeah. So it's like, y'all are kind of missing the point of why he even kneeled in the first place. But it's just not that simple to... And I understand, you know, black radicalism on yeah. all levels. I really do. But mm-hmm. it's really not that simple to be like, well, just don't play. No, no, I and, and on a logistical level, you mm-hmm. know, niggas got contracts and shit. Like, all the That's multiple other saying. things. A- but also, like... I think for the players to not play absolves the assholes from being assholes. Right, you know right, what right, I mean? Right. And so it does, it, it like lessens the conversation or it changes the conversation. It shortens the con- And I also just don't think it could ever be an option that they like not play. And that's the thing. It's yeah. the bigger picture is the NFL players cannot just say, you know what, we're not going to play because of the way the organization is set up. Right. The NBA these things already got their check. You know what I mean? They'll, they, that's they why have, they're so uh, radical about what they're doing. Like, And they have better contracts, too. I yeah. think the NBA, whatever their union is called, I think that they've negotiated more on their hat, uh, more about, um, yeah. on, beyond their... I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, Wait, they're man. advocating more. But that's interesting. So, the, so 
it's the way that the I was thinking it was interesting. LeBron called the president a bum. I thought, if, is that okay? Can you say that? So they have a union versus like right. the NFL players do not have a union. I mean, they do, but I don't think that they have as much leeway to express themselves right. politically. The NBA encourages that. Yeah, you know, like oh. NFL doesn't. NFL doesn't, and that's and that's where you got to look at the bigger picture. You got to look at the actual organization. Because, what was it, this weekend where all the owners and teams are putting out statements about how they're so proud of their guys for standing up. Flip-flop. But mug, man. these guys are the guys that funded Trump. You know what and I yeah, mean? Yeah, and like, left Colin Kaepernick off the roster. And like, they won't give yeah, him a job. Ever, so it's like, yeah. what are y'all really doing? Totally. <laughs> so, totally. I, I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I, just, I, don't I thought it was cool. It, it was, it is moving, and this is propaganda, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you guys especially have known me for so long. You know, I don't know nothing about football, okay? <laughs> but I know about the news of football, right. and so it was very moving to see, you know, a line of Denver Broncos players right. kneeling. Like it was super moving to see that, and to know that ultimately, you know, Colin Kaepernick was doing that because of the brutality and the police brutality against Black and Brown people, and to see that, even if they weren't all as knowledgeable about it, it was very moving, and that's right. the propaganda to be like, well, don't I feel better that I saw the Denver Broncos kneel, right. you know, or whatever. But I also think that it does sort of distract us right. from the point of being like, now what are we going to do mm-hmm. tomorrow when right. there's no football on TV? When Colin still doesn't have a job. Right. <laughs> do we have to keep kneeling every Sunday? Or, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Did we prove our point this time? And right. if we kneel every Sunday, it's like, okay, now what? Like, now it's, okay, that's what y'all are going to do. Y'all are going to kneel. Eventually people Whereas tired of it. Mm-hmm. you look at, like, the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> Steph said, yo, I'm not going to the White House. And Trump said, well, you can't come. He's like, well, nigga, I said I'm not going. And then the whole team in the organization is like, well, we're not going. That's a bold statement mm-hmm. right there. I agree with that. Never going to see that with that. Listen. No. <laughs> Never in my life would I have ever thought <laughs> the president of the United States mm. would pick fights with NBA players, reporters. <laughs> like this, this nigga is like a real bully, like mm-hmm. a real life bully. And like, he's a real life Twitter troll. Mm-hmm. Like you have some nerve to get on Twitter <laughs> and uninvite Steph Curry. <laughs> right. <laughs> After he said, because he hesitated, you know, this guy I follow um, was saying something that I thought was very interesting. Obviously, Donald Trump is like a personality, like a TV star. And he was like, the reason why he's inserting himself in the sports, especially the NBA and the NFL in the exact same day, is because he can't handle not having the attention mm. on him in some capacity. So now we're not just talking about like, you know, whether right. they said no or what. Now he's directly involved in the freaking NFL by saying that niggas should get fired. So like, you bro, know? I'm really still trying to get ratings as a president. Right, but there's it's like <laughs> you have the most ratings of anything because you're the president. You're on TV every day. Right. And then on the flip, you're on Twitter talking to Steph Curry after you just told your man's little Kim <laughs> that you're going to blow up the whole North Korea, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I, listen, I cannot. I've been very, I've been very um, neutral. <laughs> I've been very peaceful. I've been, I've always tried to look at both sides logically, but there is no logic to this person. Like, it's, it's wild, bro. What do we do though? Like, we can talk about it all day, but I'm at the point where it's like, yo, listen, we can't tolerate it. So, what do we do? Keep kneeling. And to all the people who think it's disrespecting the flag, they don't get it. How do y'all feel about Russia hacking the election? Isn't that disrespectful to the country? Isn't that disrespectful to Mm -hmm. our democratic process? Mm -hmm. Yes, all of that. And I think we have to keep showing up. That when I think about everybody's asks, well, what should we do or what, you know, Mm-hmm. I think it's just you keep showing up and being who you are. Right. That's the best way to resist is to be 100% who you are in these unconventional spaces, black as hell, mm-hmm. wherever you want, um, and continuing to speak out and kneeling and all that. And he has the nerve to condemn the NFL the and the players. <laughs> but he didn't have that He didn't have that same energy to white supremacy. Mm. He didn't have that same. Hey, they're very fine people. <laughs> some, of them, right? some of them are fine people, yeah. Some, uh, no. The fuck they're not. They're all bad people. <laughs> Every one of them. But these athletes are some bitches. He didn't have that same energy with Putin. Mm. <laughs> like, well, everyone's killed somebody. Like, <laughs> no. No, we haven't. Niggas get killed every day, B. <laughs> yeah. no. He said that. Quote. <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. So and then I'm in this weird space, too, since we're on it and we got Rue in the building. And this is how we talk. Okay. Wow. This, like, you know, um, black ears. Black as they come. Mm-hmm. But... Now we got 
another thing dividing us and it's just all getting pretty irritating because people are like, all right well we there's this side that's like you know we need to unite as black people and just really do this and then there's this side that's like but we need to unite as all people which okay is all up we we get that but they don't want us to unite they just want There's, us to, they, they don't want, want us they don't want peace they want quiet right they want us so to be at quiet what point do we be like yo they drew the line in the sand a long time ago yes i th- i think that we recognize that they drew the line in the sand i think uh, first and foremost, you know, my position on this is just like, you know, what Malcolm X says. We first have to come together as black people mm-hmm. first, right? And then um, we can allow our white allies to use the privilege of their whiteness to help us, right. but only based on sort of the mission that we as black people have decided is the mission. Right. And I think the struggle comes in with what part of like, then you were looking at like what part of the black spectrum are you on you know how radical are you how more conservative are you how willing are you like you you know say that you think that the the football players should stop playing and i'm like oh i don't know because it's like how can niggas not go to their job okay but then i also can identify with certain aspects of that and then obviously there's the bizarre spectrum because like i'm a woman you know and Mm -hmm. my thoughts on being a black woman as it relates to this struggle are probably going to be different than two black men who, you know, are educated and mostly progressive and probably wouldn't just use your blackness to continue to oppress me. But a lot of my position is also that like black men embody the supremacy that they are held under by white people as it relates to black women. Right, right, right. So it's like, I don't fucking know the answer to that. Now, okay, when it happens, when the mothership comes down and we're doing whatever, of course, I'm on your side. Right. But, like, you know, on a random Wednesday, I may, might be like, Davey, listen, your conservative fucking politics and your desire for me to cover up and not be loud annoys me. Right, right, right. Right. Real shit. We have those conversations kinds of conversations actually <laughs> uh, I don't tell Rue to cover up or, or just you know you know, saying, but, you know you're much though. more polished right. than like most you know it's, it's this I seen the image online and it sticks in my head it was like it was a bunch of like uh, corporate white guys playing chess on the backs of like slaves and then at the bottom it says all we have to do is stand up you like yeah. change the game if we stand up and that's why I say like I know logistically they can't just stop playing. That's like you're just not going to work. You just killed your income, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to change the face of America, like look at what Colin did and how that grew into all this. Mm-hmm. Imagine niggas not playing football. Right. Like against what the organization is saying, all right, if I'm in my third year or whatever, even if you're just not that guy, and you say, I say, you know what, I know y'all need me, but I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. I, I, they're just going to find some white people to Take their spot. That's, no, what, I, that's no, what I think. But think about it, because think this is all a big deal because it's football. Football is America. You know what I mean? America loves this shit. Sports, money, those type things really hit people in the heart. Mm-hmm. So no niggas playing football. There's no football. And those are the things that sound unrealistic, and they're crazy because of the way things are set up. But if you really want to make a difference, how much money is that going to kill by us just not playing well, I, I, they gonna fire everybody. But I also think that it's not just that Colin Kaepernick wasn't playing football. It was that he had some sort of system and he had a goal in mind, which was to, you know, do philanthropy for a million dollars or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So he went and decided this is what he's going to do. So there was, so if there was some kind of infrastructure like that, yeah. then I would say, okay. And no, that's what I'm saying. You know, Von Miller or like, yeah. you know, whoever should just stop playing football and then, you know, turn into an activist or whatever. Right. That's a bigger thing, though. And not even an activist, but like when we had a napalm come in mm-hmm. and he was talking about how being in the league isn't as long term as people envision it when they first get there yeah it's like three years right it's a systematic thing where we get these athletes straight out of high school or whatever and in their mind alright football is my life alright you're about to give me millions of dollars my family's about to be straight we gotta be good nothing else is in play so if we're getting systems moving where these athletes have something else to rely on mm-hmm. and you feel deeply in your heart that you don't want to play today mm-hmm. Don't play. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just think I just think the NFL, the the players union or whatever union that they have, they have to it has to be they, they have to renegotiate their contracts or give yeah. them some sort of freedom to be able to express themselves because really that's the big issue is that that's why everyone is so quiet when 
you know, they when Kaepernick took that, that bag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's money at the end of the day. Y'all remember when the M- the NBA? What year was that? The NBA just didn't play. Yeah, yeah. It's an actual too. lockout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That made Definitely. a big difference. It's huge. So I don't know. Well, that's what we had with it. So maybe not play, but definitely they could do a lockout. They could go on strike. They could. So mm-hmm. we got to figure out ways to hit this government for real because they're they getting us. They about to get us blown the fuck up. Yeah. Also true. <laughs> they do it for their money. Do it for your freedom. Do it for your freedom of expression. Where? Where? Freedom of expression. And real, you use that a lot. I do. You what? Going, you be My going off on, on, on everybody. <laughs> I don't even do that. I try not to. I. I mean. <clears throat> I think that this is what we're talking about, about that gatekeeper thing, that there's Mm -hmm. this idea that because I have this perceived power that I am supposed to, you know, have a super thick skin and, you know, I'm supposed to be, I work in nightlife, so I'm supposed to just accept that kind of abuse. Now, to some degree, yes, you know, you can't bitch out every person who Mm -hmm. says something ridiculous about you, but there is this, like, idea that I'm supposed to not like torch niggas. Right. Now you again and I say this just because we all go so far back so I'm not trying to be all like back in my day. Right. <laughs> but I'm saying that you guys remember when I first came on the scene I was torching niggas yeah. all the time. Playing mad niggas be. Yeah like I would literally <laughs> just like not care about what it would look like from the long term about what they felt like about their position right. and I really have like calm down you know from um taking a lot of those things so personal but at the same time you know there's a couple of things that will cause me to like blow back at a motherfucker if they're talking shit and they do and it's because i'm a woman i was just about to say do you feel i know it is because i know a lot of guys in the industry even just some of my homies like when you contact them they talk to you like a child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because that's how the industry is. Like, totally. motherfuckers know you either want something or they want something from you. So it's right. not, we're buddy buddy. Like, this is business. Mm-hmm. But when it comes from women, it's a little bit different. There's a couple of things. One, if somebody right now incensed the both of you in such a fashion on Facebook mm-hmm. and you told them to pull up, you guys would fight it out like men and right. then probably the next day there would be nothing going on, right? Nothing, but the other thing I'm is. shooting niggas. Right? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> would be nothing. Yeah, they know if they told to be fighting. If, if, if somebody, you know, really incensed a man in the industry, is what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. they would get hit in the face and that would be the end of it. But because I'm a woman, there is this one confusion around how I have so much power and two, um, this idea that. That I'm supposed to accept what is their normal way of dealing with women. Right. That's really what it is. And so, you know, a lot of uh, no one has like ever, you know, hit me in the face or no one would ever do that. Right. But these a lot of men, they try to like, you know, pinch me down so that way um, they are showing me that they are the alpha species in mm. the equation, even though I have maybe what is considered to be the thing that they want, which is right. this, like, access or resource or whatever it is. So they're like, oh, you're not going to give that to me? Oh, well, you're a fat bitch. Right. Now you a bitch. <laughs> First of all, can I say something really quick? I'm Please, gonna, this it. is going to be, a bit, like, the do quickest two-second tangent, okay? Say it. Do it. <clears throat> First of all, your mother's a fat bitch, okay? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. Second of all, and the reason why I said that, and the reason why I said that is not to be obnoxious Look and obtuse, camera, okay? Like right, it would be the, not to be like, you know, totally obtuse and obnoxious, yeah. but I'm telling you that this is the kind of behavior that comes from black men mm-hmm. about me because I'm a black woman who has this power, right? right. And so they can't figure out why, you know, um, why, I, why I have this power, why I'm in this position, or why I can't be controlled by their blackness and their alpha maleness. Right. You will not, and I say that really because whenever, you know, especially men get mad at me, they want to um, go back to the fact that they can't figure out why I don't fit the archetype of a club honey, right, right. but I work in nightlife, right? I'm tall, I'm big, I take up space, I got short hair, you know, right. there's no man that can say I'm his woman, and so they can't get to me that way, right. right? You will not, as black men who work in any industry, attach your disgusting white supremacist ideals to me. Right. I'm a black woman, okay? You can't call me a fat bitch and think that that's a proper insult because anywhere you go in the world black women of size is where it's at okay any size you can see a black woman who's you know slim thick or whatever but we are celebrated for our curves and for what we look like and no one will ever use that shit as but then i start talking that shit you know and i'm like oh no actually your mother's a fat bitch and her mother was a fat bitch and you know what harriet tubman was a fat bitch and nigga you would have got shot in the motherfucking forest because you don't even (laughs) deserve to be here right when i say that everyone's like oh rue johnson yeah. Oh, well, you know, 
Right. Fuck y'all. Let them have it. Fuck y'all. Fuck every single fucking one of y'all niggas, okay? Every single fucking one of them. And anyone else who thinks that because I'm a, quote, fat bitch, that I have had to get on my knees for any of these niggas to attain the power that I have, ask your boyfriend if I ever sucked his dick. I'll show you the messages, right? Mm -hmm. I did you a fucking favor. It's obnoxious, it's offensive, and it also hurts my feelings. Straight up. That's real. You know what I'm saying? Like seriously, like, that is very important. <laughs> I can't, I can't follow that. Up. No, you just gotta let some air on that one because yeah. she let the chopper say. Seriously, the team goes You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck these niggas. It also hurts my feelings because <laughs> the other thing is, like, as a woman who works in this industry, I get hit up every single day by men who need my help for whatever they have, whatever they have going on. They want me to listen to them, and there is this idea in our community, and I know you both have heard it, mm-hmm. that I am out here throwing myself all over these motherfuckers. First. Of of all have you met the rappers in town nobody was listening to them before i came to town on a professional level they'll do anything to be heard Talk to them. okay wow. i don't have to offer my body to these niggas i offer niggas eye contact and they just act like you know mother Teresa fucking came down from wherever right. <laughs> fuck you assholes every single fucking one of you okay and what if i was fucking the niggas in the scene what about that what if i was what y'all gonna do what, what y'all gonna do hey. Love anybody? Bet ain't nobody gonna run up though. You ain't gonna beat me up. Hey. You ain't gonna beat me up. <laughs> gotta start using that one. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody gonna run up though. Ain't you ain't gonna run up though. Yeah. You ain't gonna run up though. Right. You ain't gonna run up though. And the women, the, you know, there's a lot of girls who, you know, have a lot of issues with my abilities and my power in the community as well. Mm-hmm. You know that that happens. People tag me in things on Facebook and they'll directly go to that person and tell them that I don't deserve to have this quote credit that I receive or right. they, they think that I don't, you know, they, they're wondering why I lie about who I fuck like what my thing though i'm going ham right now on this podcast donald trump had me fired up too no no you good my thing though is like who cares you know what i mean like i feel like at this point i mean nigga i'm 30 years old now like we be fucking you know what i mean like i'm married and shit now but it's like everybody wants to talk about who fucking who like yeah why like are you high school why are you not is the question and like you know not this you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But, like, <laughs> I'm not saying just get it in, but, you know, do your thing. Who you cares? know, just keep it safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Condoms are good. Yes. Um, <laughs> I didn't use them shits, but. Clearly, <laughs> okay. But, yeah, condoms are good. all the babies. All the kids. Hell of kids. But, uh, <laughs> if you're in a position in the industry. On. Yeah, <laughs> if you're in a position in the industry or just any business and you handle business and you were, like, clearly handling business, why does all the other shit even matter? And I think that's where things get petty, and it's like, that's yeah. why I kind of try to just move in my own lane and not even move in that type of circle. Mm-hmm. I don't, y'all don't need to know what I be doing aside from this shit. You know what I mean? Well, and most people in the, you know, and I said all that because I know that a lot of people who watch, um, you know, and listen to your podcast are people who have these perceptions about me. And I said all that because it's just really like a people, certain people who have a kind of an arm's reach to that rumor right. you know so i've been doing like i was running media for global dance festival two nights of the you know the biggest at sports authority field like whatever none of those people don't hear that stuff about me right. um you know when i'm when i'm teaching my how to kill the game 101 on campuses and i'm like really helping to change and elevate this culture that we love so much they don't hear those things about me it's right. the people who kind of um operate in one system of thinking about me mm-hmm. and they don't really know and so as a result of that that's where like the rumors come in and, and stuff like that. Cause, and again, then then you have like the, the even smaller circle, the people who like really know me, right. really know that's actually not true, right, right, right. at all. Because really, if it's if you, I think if you if you care about what people think, and there's always rumors being said about you, I think the your network's too small. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure if you go to L.A., you don't hear anything negative about you. Right. If you go to New right. York, you don't hear anything negative right. about you. Right. So sometimes you just have to just increase your network, expand your network mm. until you don't hear those things. If you're hearing negative things about you, your circle too small. Absolutely. That's I agree real. with that. That's why I keep highlighting the point that when we're talking about Denver stuff, we're talking about Denver stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we, we legit got fans in, like, France and shit. So. Well, and I do other <laughs> stuff, too, that's yeah. not even just, like, you know, to serve the hip-hop community. Like, I was in France for two months working on a book, like, yeah. doing my thing that you know i'm gonna spend i'm gonna well you know what's funny is i learned no french it's horrible (laughs) okay i learned zero french it just is a really hard language but you know i worked on this book for two months and i'm gonna spend all of october editing it and you know i've been working with this writing coach and so it's like that's who i am you know what i mean like that's what i care about i create i want to create this dope product that 
I believe you guys are really going to enjoy. And um, it doesn't really have anything to do with, like, hip-hop necessarily. Right. But um, it's something I'm very proud of. And so I don't spend as much of my time, you know, being hurt by the things that people say on the internet or the things that come out. Cause it's also like, you know, I type more words per minute than most of these niggas have ever read right. in their life. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's but really when funny. I, you know, so it's like when I, sometimes I really just want to be torching these assholes. I'm just like, wait, 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 can't You can't read the comments, man. No. No. I make that mistake every time. I, I, tell, I just, I really Especially had to learn that, man. I Trump fucked ones, up. Like, oh, no. Uh, that will literally. You can't read the comments, man. I stay off of our YouTube. <laughs> even last night, I was like, damn it, I read the comments, and there's the Cassidy Banks episode, like, people were just on that, trolling that shit, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. man, just don't do it to yourself, because yeah. what the fuck are y'all doing to be talking about what we're doing? Bro? And when you have, it's not even <laughs> saying, like, obviously, you guys probably listen to your show, and you're like, okay, well, here's how we could do this different, or how we could mm-hmm. do whatever, like, people right. can and do give you real right, right, criticism, right. like, people who just want to be horrible to you, or, like, not even people who know anything probably about producing a show. Right, 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 right. That's real. It's a real situation. It's some real situations. People were talking so much shit to me this summer. I was like, fuck you, assholes. Okay. I fucking came back from France early to produce Test Kitchen. We fucking sold that bitch out. And motherfuckers was like, well, we've done this before. It's not really that big of a deal that she's done this. Little fucking schmuck rappers were popping shit. I was like, let me ask you guys a question. Who has booked you on a show before or after that was as dope or going to be as dope? We built a fucking red velvet wall for these assholes. Some of these cats never even had professional photos. They they want to go schmucking around and chatting and talking shit. Rude didn't blah, 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 blah. blah. (laughs) I hate them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just so frustrating. But then it's like, y'all never produced no show. Right. You don't know. Well, let's reload the chopper. Tuck that away for a Fine. But love and light. We keep getting into the good shit. I want to ask, but like we're too busy chopping niggas. Love and light. Test Kitchen. Let's talk about it. What is Test Kitchen? How did that come about? Uh, I mean, Test Kitchen was really, um, was born at the Black Box in Cap Hill because uh, her name is Nicole Cassia Villano. She's a a legend to me. She um, has done underground dub and, you know, dubstep and kind of like EDM music in the city for years and years, brought Diplo to town for the first time, all that. So I've always been a student of hers. And then she bought this venue called the Black Box and she was like, so how can we get like rap shit in here or people who do you know other outside of our style and i was like i mean i got this idea so i basically cleared my entire email of rap because we realized that people ultimately they want to play music and they want to hear what you think about it and so we booked um people to play these shows and then i brought in some of my friends to give kind of that um a and R style feedback, mm-hmm. so that artists would be able to, you know, play in front of a dope, a dope crowd of people, and it developed into the biggest one, which we just did in July, yeah. um, which was a concert, and so that was really cool. That was like, even though I feel like people were mad about it, it was only because how dope it was. Right. <laughs> it, it was gonna hate. It was they're so good at hate, man. It's- oh my god, they're so good at hate. I'm like, but what about how dope this shit was? Like, all you guys now know about Sid the Kid. I was just hey, about to yo. legit say. Test Kitchen is the reason why I'm a fan of Sid, motherfucking kid. That's my guy. Like, that guy's a star, and I've never seen him before Test Kitchen. Well, even prior to that, I put Sid on his first um, AEG show. It was with Future mm-hmm. Heroes and Freddie Gibbs, but it was, like, probably a year ago. You know, he was just, like, a feature, you right. know, right. with his homies kind of thing. And then I, you know, I always watch rap shows um, from the back with Francois and... Um, I remember like seeing him like put his phone in his back pocket. I was like, "Oh, Francois put his phone away to watch this." Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we gonna keep an eye on this kid. Yeah, dude, doing crazy numbers and his responses like on almost on some XXX. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got that cold mm-hmm. ball. It's crazy because like, a lot of trash. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of Thank people did some dope that. shit. But when Sid got on stage, like his energy when he came out. Like it's about to be the one, and then I seen the crowd. Mm-hmm. It's like, did they come to see this? Man? Oh yeah, they like, did. It, and then they left with the, like Absolutely. everybody was outside taking pictures with him. Dang. So shout out to Sid, man. Come on, he's always me. killing it. Yeah, so incredible. Um, Tony Kali is another mm-hmm. artist who I feel like when we're talking about this radical shit right now, like I remember hearing him on an open mic test kitchen and he was talking about like Trayvon Martin and you know people like see a packed crowd they want to talk about their chain and whatever and I was like I like him he I've followed his work I'm really impressed by him um what's his name at ease Mm -hmm. so they you know I guess it it qualifies as Christian rap 
Um, but it's dope. Yeah. It's incredible. It's uplifting. It's it's really wild and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a stage dedicated to only women singers, and mm-hmm. you know, niggas had the nerve to bitch about the fact that the girl there wasn't enough girls on the main stage. I was like, first of all, fuck y'all. Okay, there's rap shows yeah. that are ne- that don't have no women on it ever. Right. Yo, the independent women in the game right now killing it killing it killing Killing it it. so we had kukwe on the show Mm -hmm. and she gave big props to you Mm -hmm. um, for helping her kind of get her break with the uh, lady Wu show yeah yeah she's amazing hell no (laughs) (laughs) lady Wu show was dope you want to help me Y'all want, I mean, first of all, yeah. most of these girls aren't even friends anymore, okay? Yeah, I'm about to say, that's one of the main factors. You know, and, and also, that was that was a, an incredible um, time in history that a lot of people don't quite always remember because they right. see the things that I'm doing now. My homegirl was like, oh my God, like, congrats on selling out your first show. And I was kind of just like, we, I mean, we've been doing this lines down the block since yeah. I came in the game, you right. know. Um, but that was just an era that we did at that time that you guys were also a part of that is never going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it is it because of the logistical side of it, trying to put it together, or is it just more so like the personalities and trying to... Because you know you can do something similar. Yeah, it's not necessarily those personalities here and here. I know. With it. Um I mean, every what's funny is everybody loved that shit. Raekwon, Ghostface, they they loved it. Nostalgia wins every time. Yeah, and it was good. What about a lady cash money show? (laughs) That'd be fire. Hey, yo, I got mad ideas that we're not gonna put out there because y'all niggas be biting. Y'all niggas be biting. Oh yeah, scratch that. These niggas be biting. These niggas be biting. Yeah, I ain't biting. even gonna say no more. That was free. Do I get to exactly. have my attention? Do I get to have Let's my go. Hey, Why are we doing on time? I'm here with you. Okay. We letting the chopper off. That just Let's sparks something in my heart. Man. Who's biting graffiti? Niggas. Talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I see y'all, man. Yeah, we do. Like I got. I really had to stop saying ideas yep. out loud. Mm-hmm. Like just straight to my guys and our little NDA group tech shit. Yeah. Gotta like David tells me every day, get these niggas in NDA. Here's my idea and sign this. Man, totally. yo, I will throw out a meme or some shit. And niggas will bite it. Yeah, they do. Like every we see y'all, man. We do. We see y'all. Stop. Even when cats don't give and <laughs> you know, and I try to I try mm-hmm. to make sure I'm checking my ego and not be like, you know, I have this idea, like yeah, blah blah yeah. blah. But sometimes I have that idea and then you try whatever. Right. But there's a couple of things, again, because I've known you guys for so long right. um that I was just like, Y'all think this that's not a new I've seen uh, right, or right. like flyer designs and like some different things like that, you know, that mm-hmm. you have kinda done you know yeah. it's been really interesting i've even seen a couple of um you know it's it's the avenue thing is out but like the you know i've seen a couple like niggas with monikers and things of that nature and or even like their beat production and stuff like that and now all of a sudden cats are out here sending me their beat packs and stuff and i'm like oh i've heard that before because i know right how sorry. do you get it so, I, mean, I don't want to upset i like the way this episode is going okay. this is just how we talk so it's, it's a good show Fuck it. But yo, man's not hot. How do you stay out of your own head though? Because the issue I have is now I just kind of I'm like fuck it. That's why I just have my little moment because I haven't been saying nothing. But it's easy to be like, all right, yo, they got that from me. When you have a creative mind, because you're thinking Mm -hmm. the shit daily. Yeah. But how do you stay out of your own head? Because like I know you'll have to see some shit and be like, yo, that's me, or they're they're hella trying to be rude right now. In some cases, they might not even know, but in most cases, they do. Yeah. But just how do you just not even focus on that type shit? Because I realize also that um, I am a teacher. Mm. And so that helps me because I'll, like, if it's so clear, there's a lot of people who I've, like, taught things about, you know, how to work the internet, how to do Facebook, how to, you know, organize and put your things together, welcome letters and multiple other aspects of, like, shows and things like that. And I use that as an example because it was the first thing that popped in my head. So right. when he sees this, I don't want him to be like, rant. Sorry, <laughs> babe. Um, but, um, <laughs> um, but other part, some part of it is that, like, there are certain parts of the game that we all should know. Right. So it's okay if I teach people certain things that will help them learn to fish. That's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, people 
come to me all the time and I'll have coffee with them and they want to know how can I promote better and how can I whatever. And I give them the same how to kill the game 101 spiel and send them on their way. Um, and those are the people who I admire and I appreciate when I see them trying to implement my formula because I'm like, okay, maybe you're not a C grade student. Um, the people who annoy me the most are the ones who are like clearly trying to activate under the umbrella of how I do it without showing any respect. And it's not about because they should show respect to me, but that shows me that they're a poor student because they never had nobody teach them before or mentor them in a way that they would want to give props to. So I can tell you about like all of my teachers. I am a student of Dream Hampton and Carl Young and Danielle Elliott Smith and all of them, you know. I am a student of them and I'm proud to say that because they are the ones who set the tone. But then I see other cats who try to like, quote, do what I do mm-hmm. and they do it so sloppily that I'm like, now if you had just asked me, right. I could show you because you can always do what I've done, but you can't, you don't know what I'm going to do next. Right. You can't apply my formula to it, but show some respect that your biting ass is over here trying to do what I do right. and I can help you actually put your own thing on Let's it. Work together. Let's work t- or just. You know, I can show you how to make it your own so right. you don't have to walk around like with my imprint because that handprint is right on your face. We all seen it. <laughs> like, oh, it's okay to it's okay to watch people and observe to get things started, but once you get started, like don't steal people's whole wave and whole style and whole formula because like, it's much easier to just reach out. I say that all the yeah, time. Like, yo, don't bite me. I will help you. Yeah, Y'all know me. Totally. Like, I'll tell I won't even do it. need mm-hmm. any credit. I will help you. Mm-hmm. So your shit Absolutely. will be successful because it's going to flop if it just looks like a mock version of what i'm doing right? mm-hmm. so and <laughs> see your life is cool yo yeah, oh pulling my up. Lord. life is nice okay yeah we might really pull up on you. i know Davey be going to <laughs> yeah, i'm not all the way in sanctify yet i still <laughs> might shoot a nigga <laughs> you always <laughs> you didn't say that for years because it's true i mean i'm sorry I, allegedly oh my god <laughs> yeah. so i also think real quick it's important to notice and i think that i say this to the people who hate me because of the amount of quote credit that i get or the longevity I have in the scene and the same thing with you guys um, and, and some other people like Trev and you know whatever Francois Johnny um, it's okay to recognize that some of us are born with it right you know what I'm saying? And it's okay to understand, like Kanye said all these years ago, it's in our coding, right? Yeah. We're not just here because you tripped and like now this is a thing. Like it's in our coding. This is where, this is, this is my plan. I'm where I'm supposed to be. This is a thing, you know? Right. So you're not going to be able to replicate what it is that I do and you shouldn't hate me because I do it right. because this is who I am it's my destiny you know um, I come from a long line of women who worked in the music industry and worked with Jay-Z and LL and all of them this is like really what I do so stop like sending people messages when they give me praise because I help them out with something right. just get over it because I'm not I'm gonna be out here right I really want you guys to stop doing that yeah. like really just calm down People are going to praise me all the time, you know? I accept it just like I accept the hate. I tell them all thank you and I move on. And I still smile when I see them. Right. Okay? So stop fucking hawking how niggas is giving me, you know, props (laughs) and shit. It's it's really unbecoming. It's quite obnoxious and really, you know, it's unbecoming. You're better than that. And then also, I think you just need to know, not not to quit, but when something might not be your thing. Maybe rapping isn't your thing. Maybe producing is... (laughs) Isn't your thing? <laughs> maybe writing and putting on shows. Maybe that's just not your thing, yeah. right? A lot of y'all. If it works for most people, it, it's not gonna work for everybody. I mean, everybody has access. Like Young Doe said when he came on the show, now everybody has access to tools to do these things. But like you said, it has to kind of be in you to do it correctly. And think about the world that you're depriving when you don't give them your true talents. I know, man. We need y'all niggas at McDonald's. <laughs> Shut up. <Wow>. Somebody <laughs> got to salt these fries. That wasn't where he was uh, going. Somebody has to salt these fries. Hey, hey. man. Plenty of strength. Hey, automation probably about to get McDonald's up out of here. Yeah, man. Well, shit. <sighs> Subway's still there, man. We need y'all to make these sandwiches. <laughs> that meatball marinara. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, that fire song might not be as fire to us as it is to you, but that burger about to be on point. So get in. Killing it. Burger King, sorry. Okay. You notice how footlong stopped being $5 and they just like just slid that up. And on oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> That's breaking news. <laughs> I'm like, $7? I believe it for is. For footlong? Right, y'all got a jingle and everything. Be what happened to $5? Alright man, I well, want shit. my country back. <laughs> Make want, America And I want five dollar foot longs back. Make America dope again. Make America Hashtag. dope again. Make Jeez. make Seriously. Subway footlongs five dollars again. <laughs> make Chick fil A open on Sundays for once. <laughs> 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 but yeah, Ever. We can go on forever with Ru, but we're gonna wrap it. 
I got this question for you. Mm, One piece of knowledge, advice, love, whatever that you would leave with the world, what would it be? She gave us a lot, too. I know. Yeah. I'm like, I talked a lot. Well, I think um, my position on life in general um, is to, you know, stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Mm. And I always say stay black, and people are like, oh, what if I'm not black? But I mean stay that. Stay black, too, then. You know, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean that in that sense of understanding that, like, you know, like Jay says, black is no longer the opposite or the reverse or the shadow of something, but now the thing itself. And so eventually people are going to understand who you are if you maintain that long enough. Straight up. Drive it like you stole it. Mm, that's what's up. Long. So how can people get in contact with you, social media? I don't know why they would want to get in contact with me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm on I'm on all the, the socials. I'm on Facebook as Rue Johnson. Um, I'm on Instagram. Though, don't send me a message on Instagram because I won't see it. But you can always email me, Rue, at RueBlack.com. I am on Facebook as Rue Johnson. And, um, yeah, I'm out here in these streets, despite what they say. You can always find me. Right. Come with that budget, too. Come with that budget. Come with that. Come with a bag. We appreciate it. Ms. Thank you. Rue yeah. Johnson, Rue Black, Rue everything. Hey. You both, you both are incredible. I admire the both appreciate of you so much um, well, you. on such high levels of your visionary and your longevity and your kindness and your generosity and your strength and your knowledge. I appreciate both of you. Hey. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Hey. Hey. Life is Dope Podcast. I'm Graffiti. And I'm Davey. Skirt. We out. This is a Sprite, and it tastes exactly like it sounds. That first hit of cool, crisp refreshment on your tongue, followed by that familiar chorus we all know by heart. Sprite, thirst for yours. This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso.